1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, we're now into the third month of 2021. No March break this year, but the pandemic has certainly changed a lot more than just that, hasn't it? It sure has, Tina. I mean, if you look at how the mix has shifted in our market over the last 12 months, it's been phenomenal. I mean, we we used to sell a lot of condos, and, and that seemed to be an emerging trend. People that wanted to get into home ownership were looking at condos and, you know, the smaller houses. What the pandemic has done is it's forced us to require more space in our homes. And what we're seeing is this continual shift into the detached sector. And that's been a major factor in how average price has risen. And so the average price has obviously gone up, and that is because you're selling more single-family homes as opposed to a condo, which brought down the average price. Is that correct? Do I have that right? You've got it. Last year, the average price of a condo was about $540,000, and the average price of a detached home hovered around a million, a million one. And what we've seen now is both of those sectors have gone up in price. So the average condo in the region is now sitting closer to about $580,000, but the average detached home is sitting at about $1.2 million. So just that shift in itself has cause the average price because it's a weighted average. It's everything all in one category. If you look at the individual categories, you're going to see that, you know, there was price appreciation about 10 or 12% in the detached market and maybe about 5% or so, 6% in the condo market. But when you weight it all together, now you're starting to see these average prices look huge, like, you know, 16, 15%. And that has some people concerned. However, when you compare apples to apples, it's not as bad as it looks. And so if you own a condo, you shouldn't panic, right? That's right. The condos are still going up. And the condos, with real estate, what you're looking to do is look at the big picture. And the condos will continue to go up. There's a lot of demand out there and there's not enough supply. And all the builders are building vertical right now. So there's not a lot of detached homes or even semi-detached homes coming on the market right now. You're seeing a lot of stacked townhomes. You're seeing a lot more condo buildings, even if it's low rise. This is going to be the way of the future. So if you do own one of these units, just sit back and relax and and your prices are going to continue to climb. There was a headline, I think it was in the Globe and Mail last month, that said, Canada's real estate market defied expectations. I'm assuming you would agree with that headline, right? I really do. And if we look back and, uh, you know, there's a lot of panic, even on our shows where we didn't know what was going to happen after March of last year. And March was a little bit quieter than February was. April was pretty much 
non-existent in terms of sales. And we started to see the market show some positive signs around the end of May. And, you know, you and I had chatted about how, you know, people need to just wait and see what happens in June because people are going to come out of the gates like, uh, you know, like fire. And that's exactly what happened. So the market surprised a lot of people from June and they expected it to be hot until October. I think the bigger surprise than June was in October and November where the market stayed strong. There was no fallout from people putting their mortgages off and delaying those or people uh, losing jobs. I think the big surprise in the market was post, uh, post-October. Spring is just a few weeks away. What do you see going forward? This is going to continue throughout spring into summer. I mean, there's no relief in sight for buyers because there's no, there's no influx of inventory coming. And even if we do have a spike in listings, which we should at this time, this is typically the time that we get more listings. And the problem is, if you want to call it a problem, there is so much demand that that extra supply is going to get swallowed up so quick going to be like it never even hit the market. And until we have a huge influx in supply, until our new bills hit all-time highs, we're going to see this continue. So we are starving for inventory right now, and we cannot wait to get more. Are you finding that homeowners are staying put and investing in their own properties, whether it is to enhance their backyards or even their their basement areas? Is that what they're doing? They really are. And you're starting to see contractors. If you're trying to book a contractor, good luck trying to get them in. You know, they're, they're about four to six months out in booking because there's so much work going on. Now, think about how much money people have put away because they haven't been traveling, they haven't been going out to eat, they haven't been going out to movies, they're not spending money on gyms because they were closed. There's people that have a lot of disposable income right now, and they're looking at house prices increasing and saying, you know, I kind of like where I live, I like my house, but I'm going to fix it up. And they're building gyms in their basement, they're building recreation areas for their kids, they're, they're you know, making quiet spots for school or for work. And there's a lot of money being invested in people's houses, which is great. They're building a lot of equity as well by making these changes and these improvements. And it's, it's been a, a great run for contractors while people have been home because they've identified a lot of the areas that they want to fix up. Interesting times ahead, I'm sure. After the break, the decline in the cost to rent. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties, and he has today's guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Ben Myers, president of Bullpen Research and Marketing. Ben writes the analysis on rentals.ca. Ben, welcome back. Uh, Thanks for having me again. And there's been a lot of chatter and, and a lot of debate over what's going to happen with the rental market. What are you seeing right now in the rental market? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, uh, I do work with Rentals.ca and put together their, their national rent report. So, so every month we look at the 
you know, uh, I think they have, you know, over 20,000 listings across the country and kind of chop those numbers up and, and, and see what's happening. So on a national basis, rents are down almost 9% year over year. Uh, um, looking, uh, you know, double digits declines in, in the GTA. And in downtown Toronto, the rents are actually down 20% year over year. So pretty, pretty unbelievable and unprecedented rent drops in, in, a, in a single year. And Ben, can you walk us through some of the areas in York Region specifically? Well, I don't know if I have those off the top of my head, but uh, I would say the suburbs are are definitely performing better than uh, than downtown. But they're still down in in the range of ten to fifteen percent. And I and I'm and I'm looking at the you know the inner suburban markets. I would say you know Mississauga. Vaughn, uh, Richmond Hill, Markham, they're all kind of uh, similarly in that range of 10 to 15% down in terms of rents. And, and we're talking uh, all property types, the so single, detached, semi-detached, townhomes, condo apartments for lease, and rental apartments. So the rental apartments have fared a little bit better just because there's, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, purpose-built rental supply in, uh, certainly in York Region. Obviously, there's a lot in, in, in Mississauga and places like that, but not as much in York Region. So, so they haven't seen as, as big a drop. So the one thing that I, I do want to, is a, is, a, is a caveat, is, is the rentals.ca numbers that, uh, that, that I work on, they don't net out incentives. So there are a lot of landlords that are offering, you know, one month free rent, and some businesses two months free rent. You know, some of them are offering gift cards or, or they're offering to, to put in some new light fixtures or window coverings or, or something that's an incentive to, to get you to, uh, to lease the unit there. And, and Ben, we're finding, especially in the 905, that there's a huge demand for rentals, especially houses as compared to condos. And we're starting to get multiple offers, bidding wars, things are going for three, $400 over asking. And even then, there's people offering, you know, we had a lease the other day where people were offering $600 over asking uh, in order just to get the lease. How do you find that? And, and why do you find that as compared to where downtown, there still seems to be a glut of inventory for rentals? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, the data is always difficult to, uh, do, to do analysis on the single family market because it's just so few listings and the homes can range so wildly in, in size. So you'd have a, you'd have a single detached home at 1300 square feet or you could have a single detached home at 7,000 square feet. It could be on a, you know, a, a 25 by 80 foot lot or it could be on a two acre lot, right? So, so the numbers tend to be quite volatile on a monthly basis, a little bit more difficult to, to analyze. But that's just in general terms, um, you know, people are, are working from home. They want additional space, you know, living and working in a studio apartment or one-bedroom apartment downtown when a lot of the benefits of being downtown are, are no longer there. Then they're, they're, they're looking for, for bigger spaces, and, and, and so we're seeing that uh, – that what we call an exodus, maybe a mini exodus from some people going from, you know, the city of Toronto to, to York region or to, to, to Peel region or, or out into Halton. Um, but, uh, and even some of them going back to their university towns. So they're going out to Kingston and London, Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph. So we've actually seen rent increase uh, in London and Kitchener, Waterloo and, and Kingston from, from, from some, some we believe is, is exodus, but other we, we believe is just, you know, people that are graduating that normally would have, um, you know, moved to Toronto or to, to York Region for a job or staying in those communities and kind of clogging up the rental pipeline. So it's kind of interesting to uh, 
to, to try, try to try to chop it up. But yeah, definitely with with some uh, with some uh, parents and you know keeping their kids home, even though schools have opened up, some some parents are choosing to keep their kids home, and and so you, your house has to function as a as a as a home and as an office and as a school and uh, as a as a gym and and whatever else you're you're, you're using it for. So people are are looking for additional space, and there just isn't a lot of you know single family product that that generally is for rent. So um, it it can cause it can cause a little bit of a bidding war there. So plenty of choices then for tenants. Do you see this trend continuing? Yeah, for the for the for the standard, uh, you know, uh, small unit product. I think the the declining trend in rents is certainly going to happen, continue to happen over the next three or four months. I thought that uh, we'd start to uh, potentially bottom out in, in you know in February, March, April at some point in time. But it looks like the you know the vaccine rollout is is happening slower than we anticipated. Uh, I mean, the COVID cases are obviously going down, which is a positive, but uh, certainly not below where they were, uh, you know, in September uh, of uh, of last year. So, uh, so I think it's going to be a while before, you know, the downtown offices uh, open back up and 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 people are bringing all their employees back to their uh, uh, back to their office towers. So I think we'll we'll, we'll continue to see that decline in, in rental rates. Obviously, you know, two of the big factors that go into rental rates is, you know, students coming into, uh, into the city, uh, and into the region and also immigration. So we're, 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 we're way down in terms of immigration. We're not uh, allowing anywhere near the same amount of, of people into the, into the country. So that's certainly going to impact, uh, the rental rates. And Ben, we've been hearing that there's going to be, uh, mass exodus from uh, China and Hong Kong because of what's happening in terms of dual citizenship. They're not going to allow dual citizenship anymore. So a lot of the people that are Canadian are going to be moving back here. And, you know, one, there's going to be a lot of people purchasing, but that could really drive up the rental market as well. So that could happen in the next few months. What do you think about that and also the uh, Airbnb segment coming back in once the borders open up? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, and obviously, we are a, a very desirable country to uh, to live in. So if if they're changing rules and and in other countries that uh, will negatively impact the people's status there, whether they're they're a Canadian or, or otherwise, then then Canada is going to be an attractive uh, place to live. And when you look at the stats, you know uh, a lot of the immigrants choose to rent first before they buy. They don't immediately come here and start buying homes for the most part. You know. Uh, um, some of them do, obviously, but uh, um, actually, when you look at some of the stats, it takes them about five years, and seventy percent of the immigrants have bought. I think that was the stat that I looked at, which was which was pretty amazing. But in the first three years, they tend to rent, so that will certainly boost the uh, um, you know the rental market in Canada. I have no doubt about that. And yeah, and on the Airbnb side or the short-term rental market, I mean, we saw a uh, potentially. Uh, but what we think was a, a, a flood of listings that came on the market that would have been used as Airbnbs uh, came onto the full-time rental market just because there, there, there wasn't as much activity in that, that tourism market, that short-term employment market uh, that, uh, that uh, you know, especially with the film industry that, that uses a lot of those, those Airbnbs. So I think once the borders open back up, I think people are going to be uh, just, you know, Stomping at the bit, or whatever the the, the the phrase is, I'm screwing it up. Chomping at the bit to, uh, um, you know, to to go on vacation and to go somewhere. So uh, I think they'll once it's 
uh, you know, safe and, and uh, uh, acceptable socially, which is the other thing to, to go on vacation. But I think people will do so, and, and, and Toronto will be, uh, as usual, a, uh, a top destination for, for people to come and visit. And we're definitely all looking forward to that day, for sure. You addressed the cost of rent in Toronto, yeah. the GTA, and beyond. Is rent down across the country as well? Yeah, pretty much across the country. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's pretty amazing how it's all moving in the, in the same direction. So um, you know, in, in Toronto, you know, a lot of these properties are down four hundred dollars a month, right? So it's nothing nothing like that's happening in in you know Calgary or 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 Edmonton or Regina and places like that where the markets weren't really really strong. So it's really just kind of a slowly letting air out of the balloon where ours is ours is you know a pin to the balloon right that uh that that uh, really sh- shook up the market but yeah really across the country uh rents uh have come down from where they were a year ago and a lot of the major cities that have big universities like we're, we're seeing it in montreal toronto vancouver and we're, we're seeing that impacted a lot and now there's talk that they may not even go back to in-person learning in the fall so it'll be interesting to see what happens with those rentals and, you know, if there is a, a massive sell-off in terms of properties from people that purchased for university or college rentals. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, obviously some of them are not, they're not suitable for, you know, for, uh, um, you know, non-student uses because they're, you know, they're five bedrooms and one bathroom and, uh, yes. you know, uh, they've been chopped up just for the for the for the for the use as, as students so some of them you know just don't work as a, as, as a regular rental but uh, um, yeah I mean I think they'll adjust you know they'll either decide hey I'm gonna wait this out and, and lower their rent and accept a, a much lower return if not a loss uh, for the next year and hope that uh, you know things come roaring back right so um, you know, that's my hope that things things come back. And, uh, and we get back to some type of normalcy in, in 2022. And always great information. If people want to read more, where can they go? Yeah, I mean, if they want to read uh, the, uh, the information from rentals.ca, just, just Google the National Rent Report, the rentals.ca National Rent Report. It's, uh, it's easy to find. You usually have 10 great charts there. And, and I also do analysis for torontorentals.com. So, so look at their blog post, lots of great information on, on there. You know, bullpenconsulting.ca. I, I write some blogs on there. We do uh, do a podcast on the on the Toronto market as well. So it's that's worth uh, having a listen to if you've got a little bit of time when you're walking your dog and, and obviously not not listening to your show, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And if people want to get a hold of you personally, I know you're huge on Twitter. Maybe drop your Twitter handle and yeah, people can uh, follow you. Sure, it's uh, at Ben Myers two nine. I'm always talking a little bit about uh, the real estate market and uh, a little bit about the the Raptors and Blue Jays as well. If, uh, if you want to see some 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 hot takes on uh, on the sports market <laughs> as well, that's awesome, Ben. Thanks so much for joining us again, and uh, we look forward to having you on in the future. Perfect. Thanks again. When we come back, your questions and this week's hot listing. This is on the market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. 
Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for my favorite segment, the listener questions. And the first one comes from Perry in Unionville. He was approached by an agent who works in real estate part-time. What are your thoughts on a part-time agent? Asif? Wow, that's uh, it's a... Uh... That's a hot topic for sure, especially in in markets where you need proper representation. And, and this would be one of them because you want to be able to capitalize on the heat of the market. So not only the market where you have to sell your home for top dollar, but also when you're in bidding wars nonstop, you want the experience to be able to play in your favor. Now, with the part-time agent, they could be a part-time agent on a team that is surrounded by top agents and they have the proper guidance to be able to give you the right advice to make that decision or to negotiate the deal properly uh, in order for you to facilitate that sale. What you want to ask is how many transactions this person does. You want to be able to you know, uh, have a track record of how many of the homes they've sold in the last six months or last four months because the markets change and this is a very challenging market. As hot as it is, these are times when you need proper guidance and you need proper representation. And, you know, a full-time professional that has seen many of these markets before or that has access to agents that have seen these markets before is what you want to you know, bank your uh, home sale or home purchase on at this time. Not only do you want the experience, though, don't you want the attention of someone who is going to focus on your transaction, especially if it does get heated, if you're going back and forth? You want someone who is focusing on your project right now, don't you? You really do. And a lot of the people that get into this business part-time, they're looking at it as added income. They're not really looking at it as, you know, their profession or they don't have that pride of, of being a realtor and being able to perform for your clients. And, and that's what you want. You want someone that has that pride in themselves and their business and they actually treat it like their own business. I mean, this really is a business. And when you have someone that's just doing it part-time, sometimes you don't have that focus or that attention. You don't have access to the right tools and technology. And mainly, you're not in touch with the current state of the market unless you're doing this full-time and you're able to you know, rely on that experience or that, you know, uh, being in a multiple offer the night before and things like that to be able to draw from that and be able to provide the proper guidance. Yeah, I understand that. I would I would certainly suggest that you would want to be your agent's priority. And if it's just a part-time gig, I'm not sure if that would happen. Okay, moving on to our next question. It comes from Josh in Maple. He wants to sell his condo, but is concerned that condos are not selling as quickly as single-family homes. What's your take on this, Asif? Well, right now, yeah, you, he's, he's right, because there's not a lot of activity comparatively, but there is activity. And if you are priced right and you're attracting, you know, you're marketing it to the right people, there still is a market for it. There's a lot of people that can't afford to get into home ownership in a single family detached right now. However, they do want to get into home ownership. A condo is a perfect way for them to get their foot in the door and to be able to build some equity. So as long as your price right and you're, you're 
listing is hitting the right eyeballs, you're going to be able to sell that property quick. And by that, you know, it's not going to be maybe in one or two days, but it should be in, in the first three or four weeks. All right. Up next, the hot listing. What have you got for us this week, Asif? Well, with listings being far and few between at this time, Tina, we have something that's coming soon that is going to be a showstopper, a single-family detached four-bedroom home, three-bathrooms, double-car garage in Cornell Village on a large lot, totally upgraded, new roof, new furnace, new AC. Guess how much? I have no idea these days. $999,000. This one's going to go into a bidding war for sure. There's so many, there's so many people looking to Cornell for the schools to be close to the hospital. There's a new Viva terminal coming there. You're minutes from the, the 407. You're, you're right at ninth line and highway seven. It's a great place to be. And at uh, just under a million dollars for four bedroom detached, that's a phenomenal price. And this is going to be on Settlement Park Avenue, which is one of the most in demand streets in Cornell. Remind our listeners, where is Cornell Village? Cornell Village is right at 9th Line and Highway 7. It's tucked in behind Markham Stovall Hospital. It goes up uh, from, goes from Highway 7 up to 16th Avenue on, in the 9th Line corridor. It's a great little pocket, lots of parks, great families living in there. And, uh, you know, the schools are the draw. There's some great schools in Cornell that a lot of the parents want to have their kids attend. Where can listeners find more information on this property? For more information on this property, Tina, they can contact Kara Daniels. Kara can be reached directly at 416-888-5272. And if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? Can They can call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And that's our show for this week. Remember, if you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.